This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, Amplify You, Michelle Abraham here, your host, and I am excited to bring you today another great interview. We are talking behind the mic with podcast host Janet Fish of the Breakaway Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, Janet was a corporate executive turned serial entrepreneur. She's worn many hats in her life. She is a runaway, breakaway business coaching is her business, and she is just here to help you um, make more money, have better mindset as entrepreneurs, and just, you know, really accelerate in life. So, Janet, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm excited to dive into this. Thanks, Michelle. I'm super excited to have to be on today. Yeah, you're welcome. So I almost said have you because I'm so used to doing that. <laughs> right? I know. Just you're a used slip. to being the host. It's a little I'm bit of a used to being on the other side. <laughs> right? Which is why I love interviewing podcast hosts because sometimes podcast hosts stick in the, the hosting in the hosting space and they don't get to go out and share their messages often. So I love showcasing shows and the new shows that people can go and listen to, especially in the entrepreneurial space. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah, so I um, I actually have a mentor who, uh, well, start back with, um, I've been blogging forever, and and I just got to the point where I could not blog again. I could not write another blog post, and I had one of my mentors, and, and what I really want to do is connect more online. Uh, most of my business comes from <laughs> referrals and networking, and I really wanted to expand online. And so he said, think about a podcast, and so um, I did some research and there were two things that really inspired me to start a podcast. Um, the first one was people who listen to podcasts are very different people than listen to than read blog posts. So there's a whole community of people that I wasn't getting to because they don't read blog posts. Mm -hmm. And then it was I wanted to create more content. I love creating content. I love repurposing content. Um, and this was just a great way for me to continue to create new content. And then there's all these wonderful things that came out of it that I didn't even think about at the beginning. Um, but those are the main reasons that I just decided to jump in and, um, and start a podcast. So what has been the most surprising thing that's come out of it that you've enjoyed? I have learned things about people that I have known for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've learned things about people that I just met. Mm -hmm. um, I think the most surprising thing is how much of a kick in the pants fun time it is. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, it just is. I just enjoy the conversations. Mm -hmm. um, it's been really interesting the the morphing of it because my first couple of uh, of interviews were people that I knew that sat at my kitchen table. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's kind of how you start. You interview the people that you know that are entrepreneurs. Um, and then it morphed into audio only through Zoom. And now my last, I think, four or five episodes, I now 
put them on my YouTube channel and expanding my reach through video and audio. So all of it's just been super exciting. Yeah, that's really great. You know, and I think one of the most surprising things for me when I first started podcasting was not really realizing the impact on my connections and my network, like you were saying too, like how amazing it is that you get to, you know, talk to people at your kitchen table that you know, but then it just expands out. And like, here we are, we were introduced at a networking event and then now here we are, right? So it just is really cool to see how podcasting is like, I think it's one of the best networking tools. And if you're going to go meet people, have conversations with them, why not record it? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I love it. That's really cool. So we just had Megan Barnhart on here um, a few episodes ago, and we were having the blogging versus podcasting debate. And uh, her oh, I have and to go I listen finally, to that. Yeah, her and I finally settled the debate. You need both. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, I love that you were a blogger and now turned podcaster because oftentimes we go the opposite way. What do you find has been the most beneficial for your listens is that having like having an extra a different way for them to consume content is what you mentioned earlier is there been anything else that's you know you found to be different from blogging versus podcasting for kind of like a return on your time so i would say that um it's actually faster and and more enjoyable Mm. to do a podcast than it is to blog Mm. right i mean uh, blogging takes I have a t- I've been coaching for 15 years. I've developed this 10-step process. I've coached over a thousand people, mm-hmm. so I have some content. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to continue week after week after week of providing content, reframing, finding things to talk about, editing, mm-hmm. writing, I actually think that the process of recording and editing, and I don't do a lot of editing on my podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't go and take out all the ums and- We do like you know, authentic I, I, editing. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't do, I do a, the beginning and the end that's and right. pretty much that's it. Um, but I think it's much faster and it's much more enjoyable. Yeah. And I would say, I believe that I have reached an audience that I would have never reached if I just mm. stayed blogging. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's interesting to hear that from someone who was a blogger and a writer. Like, I've always been more inclined to do the podcasting because I just don't enjoy sitting down. I sit down to write a blog post and my mind goes blank. But yeah. if I put it in a microphone in front of me, I can talk about lots of things. So it's <laughs> interesting to hear your perspective on that. Being a, coming from the writing background and you know, like being a blogger, uh, it's nice to have that other person to, to create contact with when you're, so you're having a nice conversation, which is great. Well, it, and it's interesting me, to me too, because one of the things I felt comfortable about um, doing a podcast was that it was audio only. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be in front of the camera. Like, I don't want to do video. That's really not my thing. I kind of like to be behind the scenes and helping and supporting, and I don't need to be in, in front. Um, but I've gotten really comfortable with it, and now I prefer to do a podcast where I can actually see the person. The whole conversation shifts mm-hmm. when you can see them versus mm-hmm. when you can't see them. Um, but I, I just think it adds a whole other component of it that I really enjoy. Yeah, that's great. Hey, you've seen, you've been podcasting for a little while now. And so t- take us on like what that was like in the beginning and then now how, how it works for you. So I did a ton of research because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of components. There's microphones and recording devices and software and editing, just all of that. So it started out as I, I think I decided to do it in the beginning of December, my first 
podcast because I, I I felt like I needed three episodes to start, so it wasn't till the middle of January. Um, but it was a, so just going through that process of what do you need and and what's the format look like, and then you start and you don't really know what you're doing and you make mistakes like you forget to record or you record over because you've never used the device before. This poor guy Pete had to come back twice. But the I have second no idea one was, what you're talking about, Jenna. Nothing ever happened. <laughs> never <to> happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the first one we did wasn't great, so the second one was much better anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the, through the journey, it's expanding on the way you do it. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I started with just audio, and I started with just ne- someone in the same space. Mm-hmm. But the other really fascinating t- thing to me, um, you grow as a interviewer because I've never been an interviewer Mm -hmm. so you kind of grow and you get more comfortable with it but the other thing I was thinking about this last night um, I didn't have the person that I was gonna I didn't have a podcast for for this week and so I I, because I I won't even go into why but I didn't have one ready to go and I do one every week so I thought I'll just do one that's me Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started to think because some of my interviews have been a little those the people just talk and talk and talk and I'm not sure how really engaging and interesting they are mm-hmm. so I thought maybe I think of changing up the format and you know I look at you you know how you have two formats mm-hmm. you have the expert ask the expert and you have behind the mic mm-hmm. I'm sure you didn't start out with those two formats but they came out of the journey that you have experienced yeah for sure absolutely and, and so that's, <laughs> yeah and 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 I'm six months in and 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 I'm looking at it evolving yeah I think in anything we do in this probably putting my coaching hat on but you need to continuously continuously analyze mm-hmm. where you are and what's working mm-hmm. and how you can expand and and I think us being home for the last three months mm-hmm. um, has changed some of the ways we do things and some of the ways we look at things Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that um, I always tell my clients, which I found super surprising, you know, they're always uh, worried about making sure they have really great guests on all the time. And I said, look at your numbers, uh, your shows that have guests, and then look at the numbers on your shows that have just you, your numbers of your shows, which you might find this coming up now that you've done a solo show, that the numbers on the shows that you have just you are the highest numbers of any of the shows that most of my clients have ever created. And I always find that so fascinating because I think people are coming because they want to hear you interviewing someone else, but actually your audience wants to hear you. And I think that's a really great mix of, you know, talking about evolution. We found, um, I haven't, I don't do enough solo shows. I don't, I hardly do them because I really like the interviews. <laughs> so, and then I was like, you know, when it's about time to do my own, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm also going to read this other person because I, I like chat, I like talking back and forth with the energy. Um, but I look at my stats even in the few interviews, the few ones I've done are the most, uh, the most listened to ones, which is really fascinating. I don't know if you find that surprising or not. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah. I'd love to see that because that means people really want to hear what I have to say. Yeah. Um, so that would be great. I don't know if that'll that'll happen for me, but we'll see. Because like I said, I just I just well, I'd done one during the beginning of the pandemic, just mm-hmm. about working from home because I've mm-hmm. always worked from home, and a lot of people were now working from home. And it's interesting you say that because I I was looking at my stats, and that's gotten a pretty good number of, mm-hmm. and I only did that a couple of weeks ago, but a pretty good number. So that'll be something that I'll look for as, yeah. as I go forward. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Now I'm sure lots of the topics that people that are looking forward to listening to things like are pivoting and what to do now and like really like putting on using your coaching hat now. I'm sure there's all sorts of things your podcast can talk about now that's really appealing to so many people uh, whose lives are just changing in the, yeah. in the next little while. Like you talk about mindset a lot. Tell us a little bit about like what your what your thoughts are on entrepreneurial mindset and and you know knowing that our audience are podcasters or entrepreneurs as well. What can, what are some great tips for us that you have? Yeah. So I started out working for a company in Silicon Valley for many, many, many years. I, I became an entrepreneur in 2005. Um, that's when I first started coaching. And my, I come from a whole family of people who have jobs who still don't really understand what I do. And it's been, you know, 15 years. <laughs> and, and, and at that time, all my friends. Um, so I joined this entrepreneurial group where I learned and I started hanging out with them. And I have just noticed um, for myself and, and anybody I know who's an entrepreneur that we think differently. We just basically think differently. We have different traits. We are much more risk takers. Uh, we are persistent. Uh, we follow through. We don't stop. And so I'm fascinated by that. And the other thing that I'll say is we have all had anybody that I have interviewed um, that's a successful entrepreneur has had some big, big troughs, right? We have the ups and we have that. I'm trying to figure out a way to say that. Some big we've peaks and valleys. Yeah. Big challenges, things that we've had uh, to, to get over. And I, I would say that is the biggest difference I see because a lot of people try to be an entrepreneur and then they fail and then they quit and they go back and get a job or they so so that is the critical thing and then the idea behind it and how is one just just go out and do it right just keep doing it you get kicked down keep doing it keep doing it but surround yourself with people who will support you like i could never have done what i've done without the people who are picking me up when i'm you know mm -hmm. crying in my soup about somebody who said no right? Because it all happens or I lost a bunch of money doing something. So um, it's, it's, it's getting back up, but it's having the support people of someone you can call who's going to say, okay, Jen, I get it. Today sucks, but tomorrow's going to be a different day and let's just move on. Like yeah. put on your big girl panties and let's go. Right. And, and I think it's critical to have those people. Yeah. I think it's, I think, you know, having, having a coach in your life has been, it's, it's so impactful. I mean, I've worked with coaches, uh, you know, only in the last probably five years, but that's really in the last five years where business has gone super, super well, Yeah, you know, where the previous few businesses I've had have not really had the coaches or we've had, it's been a partnership or like, you know, we didn't have that other person, that mentor to, um, really point us in the right direction or like help us, you know, um, count, keep accountable, I think is what yeah. it is. Cause when you get yep. in those valleys, those valleys are low. And those peaks are high. That's right. and, and also I think a coach, like I'm sure you do this with your clients where you're there to also celebrate their peaks. Absolutely. As entrepreneurs are like, yay peak. Okay. Next. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I like to hang out there because that's yeah. like, it just shows the work that they've done and you, you've got to bask in the glory of the success before yeah. you charge ahead for the next, you know, mountain. Right. Yeah, that makes really that makes a lot of sense. And you've had some really cool experiences in your 
entrepreneurial life too. It looks like you've, you know, you've done things you were telling me about, like, you know, between real estate investing and developing yeah. internet marketing, you're an author, you're a coach. Um, and then you started as a sales executive. And so all out of all those experiences, um, can you pick out a couple of things that are, have really been, uh, helped you, uh, helped you have this success that you have today? Yeah. So, I started out working for a company and then when I quit my first job, my first thing that I started after that. So I sold software in Silicon Valley. Um, I went from that Good to land. To <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and so I, my, my first entree into being an entrepreneur was land development in Mexico where we raised $5 million to buy these two big pieces of land in Mexico on the ocean. Wow. <laughs> like, so, so I learned two big things of that. One is the skills that you have, like the skills that I use to sell software, the same skills that I would use to raise money. I mean, it's all the same skills. It's a different widget. And then I had a mentor who knew about real estate in Mexico. And I had another mentor and partner who had the people that we could go out and, and sell to. So uh, while it sounds like being like a 360 or 180 degrees apart mm -hmm. it's the same skills and if you find the people to help you um you know then that's 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 key to to being a success in it is not being out not just doing it by yourself and finding the people who know what they're doing mm, yeah like that you know and i think i'm not sure if this is happening but i feel like a lot of my friends that are coaches they have this um at first they fear like oh i i'm not that's like i haven't achieved so much already that i can't coach you really just need to be a few steps. You need to find someone's just a few steps ahead of you. Um, so, cause they're still fresh That's in their correct. mind where you are. <laughs> and then they, then, you know, then they're that's right. somewhere. That and that's, that's be. where I started out. Yeah. That's you amazing. just gotta be one step ahead. Um, the other thing, cause I remember way back my first, um, started coaching and I got a whole bunch of clients and I would, I would be in my, my room and I'd be sweating, you know, it was just, but you're right. You just one, be one step ahead and two, really listen to where they are. I mean, a lot of coaching, a lot of the coaching that I do is I tell entrepreneurs, go do these things because mm -hmm. I'm a very directive coach. Mm -hmm. I'm not a lot. I don't spend a lot of time with the mind. I'll be answering you. <laughs> whatever, but crazy. if you're stuck, <laughs> you got to go there. Yeah. <laughs> true. That is true. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's kind of my my thought. I love it. Yeah, you've uh, developed a ten step methodology to helping helping entrepreneurs make really an impact in their income. Like no more, no longer we don't need paychecks anymore. They're starting a business. You've got this 10-step methodology for them to really build substantial six-figure businesses. Um, do you want to share at least one of those? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so I was like looking at it. Like, where's my book? Here it is. So it's my <laughs> you, little book that I have. This is my too, right? um, Amazon best-selling um, author nice. book. Sorry, what was that? It is. Like, so it's it? 10 steps to finding financial freedom. So for those of you guys that are it's just called quit your day it, job, your 10 day steps job. to find nice. Oh, sorry. We have a bit quit of a delay. <laughs> anyway. So it, Oh, <laughs> so you want me to talk about the 10 steps? Yeah, go ahead. 
All right. So just really, really quickly, it starts with um, who's your target market? And the target market is, you know, the problem that you solve and how you uniquely solve it. So that's how I look at target market a little bit differently. And then we talk about what do you sell? Um, we talk about a revenue model. So that would be forecasting revenues. Then we talk about getting new leads, networking and getting leads. We talk about email marketing or email um, online marketing. We talk about sales quite a bit. And then we talk about systems, which is all of the pieces that you need in your business to run your business. We talk about team. And then we talk about how to analyze it and revise it on a, on a consistent basis. So those are kind of the 10 steps. Awesome. All like important ones and all each of those, you could go into a whole book itself. <laughs> so it's great that you've made it such a great framework for everyone to follow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and I, you know, of course I've turned it into, um, online courses and I've turned it into my coaching program. And so it's, and it is taking that, those 10, defining those 10 steps. And I've, I have an ebook, I have a one pager, I have a book, I have a group coach, you know, so you, you take those, the basic thing that you have and you turn it into all sorts of different kinds of content. Mm, that kind of lady repurposing the crap out of everything. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. I was just doing that earlier today. I was just turning a uh, course that I had into a video and yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, like you can just get so much mileage out so of your content. Absolutely. So I want to know if I can ask you a question. Oh, sure. <laughs> so here's my question for you. And this is a podcaster question. Have you ever had the experience where you interviewed somebody and you thought that sucked? <laughs> what do you do? Do you not, do you not, um, publish it? Because my thought is, I, I have had two of those, and I'm thinking maybe it'll resonate with somebody. But mm -hmm. I'm really interested in your ex. Like, what what do you do? That is a great question, and you know, it's one that I've had a few times before, but not a lot. Um, you know, and I haven't had a lot of experience with it, but. I can definitely say like, if you get off of an interview and you're like, that was not good. <laughs> it is your show and it is okay to call that person back up and say, Hey, you know, I don't know what was going on, but maybe like the energy wasn't there or maybe, you know, let's try, like, do you want to try it again? And chances are, if you felt that way, that other person probably felt the same way as well. And, um, no problem. And I know yeah. this is from a couple of my clients that have done, told me they've done this. And, um, and then also you don't have to publish the episode you get to have, that's the great thing about having your own show is you get to have complete creative control over it. So at the end of the day, if it's not a fit and it just doesn't feel right, you know, then that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, oh uh, yeah. I was thinking maybe I'd have somebody else listen to it and, and see if that they had a different opinion, but thank you for that because I've been they're not bad, bad, but they're just not. Yeah. And you know, and that's such a, you get the idea. Is, totally. This is a great topic because, 
you know, it's not something that is not a talked about a lot about pod, around podcasting, right? Like there's right. Um, the, the reality of like having a crappy interview. I mean, sometimes just, you know, our energy is not there and sometimes our synergy is not there with the other person or sometimes maybe they had a fight right with it yeah. before they came yeah. on to be the interview. So there's all sorts of things that's going on. I mean, our interview right now, we're having a bad delay and we could, that could majorly affect the interview that we're having, but I think we're doing a good job handling handling it <laughs> there's so many things that can happen in an interview that you know you know it makes you not want to publish it but I've had a couple of clients tell me that they've had like really um, horrible interviews and when I listen to them not knowing either not knowing the situation not having been there not having been feeling what they were feeling listening to it I felt like it was maybe not the most compelling interview but it was still fine, like and publishable and, and, and okay. I mean, in a couple of couple of instances, I could tell that you know, the host was wanting to get some answers over here, and the guest was just not going deep enough. And so you know, you could kind of feel that a little bit. But you know, so for the for the host, that was like really crappy. Mm -hmm. um, but it, but as a listener outside of that, it didn't. Um, it, it was fine. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't know the inside information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good feedback. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. It's funny. It's one of those questions we don't really, it's one of those things we don't really talk about a lot, but happens a lot more often than we think. I think, <laughs> you know, I had, uh, you know, I'm all about collaboration and I had someone on my show um, just recently where they actually have the same, they do. And then I didn't know before they came on the show, they have the same, they're, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. And so when they started talking about their programs and services, I was like, mm. <laughs> not sure. I'm like, should I let this go or not? And you know, I, at the end of the day, for me, it was more about collaboration. And you know, if I'm the right, <laughs> I'm, if I'm the right fit for someone, great. If they're the right fit for someone, I have great. to cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny how it's funny how things get awkward moments in podcasting, right? Maybe that's what we can name Absolutely. this. <laughs> Maybe that's what we can name in this episode. <laughs> you know, where there's the dog that barks or the the doorbell that rings, and uh, one of my good friends we were interviewing her as well, and her her you know I think he was four at the time came in and started talking to her about having to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so we did end up having to cut oh, that one out, <laughs> cut that part out. There's all sorts of Okay, I'll share. I'll share with you one of my um, awkward moments. I won't say who. Um, it was before I did video. Thank goodness. Uh, but we were on Zoom, and he was on his phone, and he went to the restroom with his phone on. Oh no! In and I'm like, what? I'm watching him going, and I'm like, how can you still be talking? while you're going to the bathroom. Oh, no. I couldn't figure that out. And I literally had to cover up my screen because I couldn't concentrate on what he was saying, what I was doing, because I was watching him. Did he not really use on video? Awkward, awkward times. Oh, on the phone, you do not, on your... About oh. halfway through, mm -hmm. about halfway through, he put his hand over the, um, the phone. So he must have realized, like, halfway through, I don't know, that he was... Anyway, awkward oh moments. Gosh, that's super uh, funny. Podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a good one. I know I've seen, um, I've been on a Zoom call before where there's lots of people on 
and you know the coach is talking and everyone's there looking and you know listening and then someone's significant other comes in the background and it's like changing and <laughs> it comes in with a bathrobe on I was like oh <laughs> you know the whole zoom call is watching this <laughs> don't people like don't people see what's on their screen like if someone came I'd see it because I can see my screen <laughs> yeah well I was on the People networking call that we were on the other day together actually um our v team uh, mm -hmm. networking and um so I couldn't get into the call from my computer so I had to go on from my phone and when you're on my on your phone if you're scrolling around looking at the person who's talking you can't actually see your own camera. So maybe in those instances, people don't realize that they're not, they can, you can't see yourself at that moment. So you can't see what other people can maybe see. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Oh, I love that. So any plans or so far, so any plans for your podcast coming up? You have um, some exciting guests coming up. What's, what's happening for your podcast down the road? Well, so I've got, I don't have a couple of, don't have any that I will tell you because I haven't quite okay, gotten them nailed down yet, but <laughs> yeah. um, I don't want to tell any secrets. Um, but uh, but the, the exciting thing for me is I've got a couple of interesting uh, guests uh, coming up, one of which actually, Rennie Gabriel, he was on your show. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, I interviewed him a couple days ago, so he's coming back, um, or he's coming on my podcast. But the I think the exciting thing for my podcast mm -hmm is to do more content specific plus interviews mm -hmm. rather than just interviews. And, um, and I was noodling about it last night um, of thinking how, uh, and maybe this is a great question I can ask you, mm -hmm. how do you, have you done a lot of conversation uh, interviews versus interview mm. interviews? Right. Interview versus, you know, two people talk, pick a topic and two people talk about it. Because that's kind of what I'm envisioning my next step might be. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. And, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, we kind of help our clients do is, is um, use the podcast as an extension. Like, so even if you do, like, once the recording's over, you continue a conversation with that person and then that gets put into, like, a, a training program or a course or it gets put into a membership site or something for your your listeners or for like the insider listeners to hear like an extra extension of the show got um, it and i like the idea of doing like picking a topic in the both the hosts i think that what that allows really good positioning on your part um because sometimes as a host when we're always interviewing we're always asking the other person it's our job as a host to elevate that person's expertise up and eat sometimes we need to dumb down our um, expertise just to make sure break things down and make sure our audience is understanding everything and so by having an equal kind of conversation about a topic rather than uh, asking that other person all the questions about their expertise right. I think that is a really great that's a great uh, topic we have a client coming up uh, with launching a show soon where it's gonna be a roundtable kind of conversation about a particular topic around cultural diversity and you know, um, leadership and that kind of thing. So that similar sort of situations that she's looking at doing too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great yeah, idea. I, I'm just kind of exploring that. Um, so, okay. I, I don't know how much time we have. Can I ask you one other question? Sure. Yeah. 
because I'm the podcaster asking the expert. Look at look at the, how the um, host is like she's flipped it around, so now she's hosting it, asking me questions. <laughs> no, I like it. We I'm can sorry. Do, no, this is great. We can do both ways. It's all good. <laughs> well, I have I have a couple of burning questions, and I have an expert, and I wanted to ask them, and then well, you'll come on my podcast, and we'll ask <laughs> I'll ask the questions there. Um, but I. I've been disappointed, I'll just say, mm -hmm. in uh, the amount of promotion that my guests have done mm -hmm. for the podcasts. Mm -hmm. so, so much that I started a competition, this summer mm -hmm. share splash thing, and whoever you know gets the most will win. But uh, do you have any tips for, I mean, I've given them what to do. I've reminded them they have all the documents. I have sound bites and transcripts. Yeah. So I have any advice on how I can get them to. Yeah. You know, I think um, it's uh, the struggle's real about <laughs> getting people to promote it. And I think, you know, if we can just, you know, be real for a second, because we have an audience full of podcasters and podcast listeners out there. You have, you have to promote that show. You've given your right. word that you're going to. So by not doing that, it says a lot about your integrity, I think. So one, I mean, at anytime I'm on the guest, I'm definitely going to promote it. I'm definitely going to put, you know, effort into making that um, a reality because the guest, the host has graciously had me. Plus it's been something I said I would do. So I think, and plus you've done all the right things, Janet, you've given them your, information to pass out with which would be the audiogram or a picture or you know you've given them social media content to give out you ask them to and then you know a reminder email is okay to send a mm -hmm. reminder as well um we actually have one of our podcast managers that one of her jobs for one of our clients is to email all of his guests a reminder a second and third time saying hey we noticed we have you have not promoted please promote. Um, and I think the third thing is, is um, if you make sure that you have all your um, guests, make sure your guest has your social media um, links so that you ask them to tag you in the post so that you're making sure you see it because sometimes, I mean, not, well, if we give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> sometimes they may, po may be posting things and we're just not seeing it because there's so much, so many Facebook posts and Instagram and everything's hard to keep up with everything. Yeah. It just might not have actually tagged us in it. So if you if we ask it to tag, I think that's, you know, ask the tag and follow, don't be shy to follow up again. I think they're the two biggest takeaways from that. But other than that, you know, making sure that you we're promoting the show and um, what great advice is to bring, um, not, it's not my advice. That's why I'm saying it's great. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone shared with me is to reshare previous episodes again, like two to three times a year and email the guests or tag the guests and say, hey, I'm promoting this show again. Would love if you did the same two or three times a year. Totally no, totally fine. And then because social media moves so fast that people, if someone saw it the first time, doesn't mean someone's going to see that again, again another time. In fact, I'm actually just doing that for a client just before we jumped on this call going back to old, the older episodes starting right from the beginning again. And every week now where we're promoting a different episode from the last two years. So as part of like, they've got a new episode coming out and we're re-promoting an older one. So that is a great idea. Yeah. And like, you know, repurposing our favorite, our favorite topic, Janet, repurposing content. That is one of the best ways to keep republishing it and republishing it, reposting it and, 
and you know, like the same way as like the different people have different learning styles. It doesn't mean that they're going to recognize hearing it and also seeing it in written content and then in smaller bites or on YouTube or, you know, many different ways of having that same content out there. Many, many that's, times. A, that's a great idea. I, I love that. I love that the idea of um, re going back and re promoting the episodes and then going back and encouraging the guest to also re-promote that same episode during the time that you're promoting that episode. Yeah, so exactly. It's just all great ideas. I wrote, I was writing them down. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> uh, one of them I can't take credit for because that wasn't my, that was someone else's idea, but it's definitely something that's been working. But I know that's something that a lot of, um, another, this is, this is going to be a great title for this show. Another awkward moment in podcasting <laughs> is when your guest does not promote your show. <laughs> I think, you know, Janet, we can make a blog post out of this, out of this um, thing with the top 10 things that are the awkward moments in podcasting. Yes, I think top One, I think turn off your that. camera when you go to the washroom. <laughs> Two, make sure make sure your kids aren't coming in the room. <laughs> Three, that's right. make sure you press record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, I mean that's right. another that's not, that is one that happened to me is I forgot to press record in the entire interview and <laughs> I just didn't realize until afterwards and months later they're like so where did that interview go I'm like um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done to, that twice yeah well actually that was two different stories one two different stories one was I forgot to press record on one episode that one I did rectify right away the other one was I forgot to actually promote it I forgot to actually publish the episode <laughs> oh <laughs> I've twice I've I've once was this I, it was my brand new recording device and I didn't realize that it always overwrote what was there Oh, so yeah. I fixed, so I learned that. And then the other time, um, what did I do? I, I think I forgot to hit record. I forget what happened, but it, it, it was gone. I, yeah. I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was gone. So, yeah, and it's um, awkward. And then, you know, I can share another um, awkward moment of podcasting. Um, one of my uh, current clients now, before I was a client of his, like five years before I interviewed him for a, a podcast and, um, he was one of my first interviews with someone who's a New York Times bestselling author and was like very media savvy. So like had media bites and I had all these questions and, oh, and I might, my podcasting audience may have heard this already, but I <laughs> was so focused on my questions. I was not listening to what he was saying. And so the interview was so awkward. He was finishing his answer so quickly. I was scrambling. I was like, what's the next question? Oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't listening to what he was saying. It was not a flowing conversation. Right. It was so focused on, uh, it was, you know, very, very early days of interviewing skills that were not there yet. <laughs> and so um, I'm happy to say that that is not no longer published out there in the world, that interview. <laughs> and I oh. think I've brushed up those skills just a little bit since then. <laughs> But yeah, so being nervous yeah, and being I'm a sure. new well, podcaster, you're, right? You're looking at your your questions, and now is why I don't have as many questions because I, that happened that because of that. <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of ask a lot of the same. Well, I have a list of questions, and I never get to all of them. Excuse me, um, and I kind of know what they are, but I listen to I, I try to listen to the conversation and not really look at my questions and just figure out where the conversation is going. But there's always that moment where you're like, you're listening to them and then you're like, okay, they finished what they're going to say. Now what am I going to say? And you're kind of, yeah, that's the next question. Oh. And it may seem natural, you know, when people are seeing it and you can always edit it out if it's just audio or mm -hmm. even video, but there's that moment of like, I'm so engaged in what you're mm -hmm. saying, Michelle. Oh my God, 
what am I going to say next? What are we going to talk about next? Yeah, that's funny. I mean, the same thing I think happens in natural conversations that we're having sometimes too. But it is good to have those uh, those questions beside you as like backup just in case you need them. Do you ask yeah. the same questions to your guests on your show? Some of the same questions. Yeah. Um, I have a, there's probably four or five questions that I ask everybody. Yeah. Here's another good uh, repurposing tip. So get all those same four questions from everybody and can turn that into a book. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, another, uh, another great tip that somebody told me about questions. Um, oh yes. Another awkward moment in podcasting. That's what it was. A client just shared with me recently that um, she asked she, in her pre interviews, uh, a pre-interview email asked them to go and listen to their show and review the show first. And there's a reason people ask you to do that. It isn't just because they want them to listen to your show. It's actually like, if you don't, if you go into a show and you don't know, they're going to ask you like, you know, um, do you kiss on the first date or are you wearing pants while you're on zoom or are you, you know, <laughs> all these random questions. What's your favorite book? You don't have an answer for those. So you, it shows that you didn't do your homework. So another awkward moment in podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I would. I, I, I don't know that people do, but I always give them a link and say go listen to it, cause so you get a feel for the show mm -hmm. and and whatnot. I must admit, I listened to yours uh, this morning. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we're all busy. I mean, like, oh, I, I totally, today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't have time to listen to all of them, but you know, I think. For, for those people that have those really specific questions on every episode, it, it would yeah. like a rapid fire moment or, you know, they want you to you like, what would you do if you were on a deserted island and you had to start a business with only a hundred dollars? And I've heard that one on a podcast before. Like, if you don't know that question ahead of time, yeah. you're kind of put on the spot. You might, or what's your favorite quote? If someone asked me that, I could probably forget. I have, I use that I sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ever yeah. have, um, I, but I, I, I provide my guests a list of the questions that I'm going to ask. Cause oh, one of them I ask idea. at the end is what do you want your legacy to be? And that's not a question I would want to spring on somebody without giving them a chance to think yeah. about that. See, that is a good, see, that's great. Yeah. That's a good question. Those kind of questions. Like I think if someone asked me what my favorite quote is, my mind would just go blank, even though yeah. I probably have lots of them if we're just having a regular conversation. That's right. <laughs> you just forget about those things. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, well and I had, I had, I was going to say I had one guest, and I think it might've been Rennie, um, who answered all of my questions and sent it to me, but I didn't see it till after I, thank God, oh I didn't see it till after I done the, 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 cause he sent it to me the night before and I didn't have a chance to, but actually answered all the questions mm. and then sent it to me. And I thought, it's just interesting how people react differently to, um, to this whole situation. It's all about like human nature and how mm. we're all different. And it's, that's just half 50 it's not half. It's more than half of the fun of it. It's the yeah. fun of it. Definitely. And another awkward moment in podcasting, I had a client tell me that his, um, he had people complain about having to go re review the show before, before being on it. And he's like, they're going to complain about it. Then I don't think they need to be off the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's the thing. It's your show. You get to decide on, you know, what that's about. And oh my gosh, I think we have at least 15 awkward moments in podcasting right now. Absolutely. <laughs> We're building up this great list. We need to create, uh, co-create a really great uh, article on this and send it to all the publications because 
those awkward moments in podcasting, people aren't talking about a lot, but they're I, real and they happen. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take it on and I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to start a list of awkward moments in podcasting. I love it. Yeah. And I'll send it to you and we'll keep, we'll keep yeah, throwing we'll keep adding on that to it. for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Janet, thank you so, so much for being with us today. So uh, Amplify You audience, make sure you go and check your, check out Breakaway Entrepreneur, Janet's podcast. Janet, where else can we find out more information with you? Where else can we find out where your coaching programs are? And there are 10 amazing questions in your framework for your program of being able to create a six-figure business. So you can go to uh, breakawaybusinesscoaching.com which is my, um, my website. Perfect. And then there's some the free ebook about the 10 steps and things like that are readily available on the website. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so, so much, Janet. This has been fun. <laughs> Having Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And, uh, look forward All to right. chatting with you again. Amplify you family. Thank Thanks you. for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.